Welcome to my mom's podcast. You're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast, where we chat with educators, community members, and advocates of early childhood alike through candid and real conversations, focusing on the person behind the practice, along with some tips and strategies as well. I'm your host, Marisa. All right. Welcome, everybody. Um, Happy New Year to everyone that's listening to us. I am excited about this first 2019 podcast episode uh, for Early Childhood Journeys. Today, I am fortunate enough to be joined by a kindergarten teacher that I actually connected with through my contract work last year. Um, Would you do us the honor of introducing yourself? Hello, um, my name is Kristen Orton. Um, I teach in kindergarten this year, but I've taught kindergarten first and second over the past six years. Now, Kristen, I have I had you come on because you are one of our teachers that is located in one of the vast little um, towns in Arizona. As some of you guys that have been listening to the podcast, you know that I've spent a couple of years traveling the state, and through those through that um, travel, I've connected with so many um, educators that are in our rural communities. And you guys are doing some amazing work, and I know I want to give you some time to share about that. So tell us where you're, what school district you're at, where where that's at, and then I'm going to give folks a little bit of of geography <laughs> to to know where that's at. Um, So I work at Vernon Elementary School for Vernon Elementary School District, and it's in Apache County. Um, It's super close to the New Mexico border, and our head count for the school is only 107 kids, I believe, this week. So it's a K-8 school, and it is super small. (laughs) And for uh, when I looked this up, for you guys that aren't familiar uh, with Arizona and Apache County, so... This is about 20 miles east of Sholo, Pine Top Lakeside area. Um, it's it's in our it's a gorgeous northern Arizona. Uh, I want to say it's the forest area. You guys yep. have winter right now. We have a lot of winter right now. <laughs> Eight inches of snow this morning, winter. Yes, so you're dealing with that as well. I want to um, talk about your your switch because previously you were at a different school district you're at Vernon now and now you have well you guys begun this preschool program tell me about what what that's going on what's going on with that so um when I was interviewed for this current position back in February um at during the interview it was brought up about opening a preschool and I'd never thought I'd open a preschool. It wasn't a goal or a dream, but I really love kids and I really love little kids. So um, I had to finish my master's first and then I decided and I told my superintendent that I would love to do this, give me until December. And so uh, mid-December, we had a governing board meeting and they wanted me to prove why preschool was beneficial What's the research behind it? Give us the data. They wanted stats. So I used the Perry Project to um, show them why preschool would be beneficial in Vernon. Um, Vernon is super small. There is no gas station. There's no, there's nothing. I mean, it's a little tiny town. So to have preschool available for these families is going to be phenomenal. And um, for those of you that are wondering what the Perry Project is, I'll just, I'll have 
um, Kristen, send me a link to that information. I'll put it in the show notes. So that could be a resource for other preschool uh, providers or folks that are looking to go that go this route when you have to justify what is the benefit. And I know that you had reached out um, to get some additional resources on the importance of preschool, especially when it comes to um, low income areas. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Talk to me about um, what you guys are doing to prepare when you think you're going to be open. What's like, what does that look like? Um, so the first biggest dilemma was where, where are we going to put preschool? Because it's going to be a half day preschool with a full day kindergarten in one classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, my previous site, I taught, I've always taught combined grades. That doesn't scare me whatsoever. I can do this. And so, um, we started looking at the spaces and we had settled on a space. We budgeted the space. We, um, I mean, we, I thought we were really set. The morning of the second board meeting in January, the principal, same superintendent principal, came comes to me and says, what about this room instead? And that was my first idea was the space she had thought about. And so we are, on Friday, we are moving classrooms. So we're taking the special education room and putting it in the first grade room. First grade's moving to kindergarten. And then the first graders will now have a bathroom, which is so great. Oh, yeah. And then the kindergarten is going to move out into this bedroom. And then we have to build um, a bathroom inside the special education teacher's office because she had like an office attached. It was super cool. So we're going to build a two-stall bathroom with two sinks, a closet for storage. And um, then we're going to fence off the area. It's like a already fenced in area that's in between the buildings. So we just have to add one fence and a gate and the entire outdoor space will be for the preschoolers and the kindergartners. So basically I will open my door and they'll go from the outdoor learning area to the indoor learning area. Oh my gosh. I mean, when you were talking about this, I know, um, so I asked you to document this journey because I think it's important to show this process of having this idea, executing it, and and it's okay not to be perfect. Like I, I want to make sure folks understand that um, you have an idea of, of your students in your community, but once it's put into place, I think it's okay to say, you know what, we need to switch this up, or you know what, this needs this needs to change, especially because you are dealing with the elements in your area. Yes, I am. That was very significant um, when we went to go and uh, do some work um, in that Sholo area where you have wildlife also. (laughs) That Mm -hmm. concept to me is really funny because I'm here in the city. (laughs) I'm in in the Phoenix metro area. And and so you're not going to have these, um, those type of experiences. It's going to be really different. So I think that was something worth noting. And I know I'm, I'm really hoping that you decide to blog about it, take some images of the journey, um, because I think it's going to be really important for your community. So I started a blog. I actually Yay! am doing, I know, I'm doing a professional development through EduBlogs. Okay. And so it teaches you how to do the blog. And then in January, they give you the free pro thing, whatever the pro membership yeah. is. Yeah. I don't know, but I was, I was all for it. So I'm doing, it's called White Mountain Preschool Adventures. Oh, love it. And, um, so my outdoor learn, so the kindergarten experience last year went full throttle in our classrooms. You guys came out, you flipped them and it was 
so exciting. It was, we faced a lot of challenges. I mean, we really did with having the multi-grades. It was hard and, but we did it the whole year and it was, we never quit. We didn't go back. We loved it. And, um, my, my friends, my teachers that we do it with, they're still doing it. So this year, um, I'm taking it to another level. So at the outdoor play with the wildlife, we are going to build a garden and we're going to do worm composting and we are going to have use, um, logs and stumps for our furniture and our tables outside. And we're going to build a car out of pallets and we're going to use one of those big drums to create a teepee. So the kids can either vine it up with garden stuff or wrap it with material. Yeah. And I'm really trying to keep it as relevant to where they live as possible with the outdoor learning area. And then inside would be, um, you know, everything it right. should be for right. little guys. Yeah. Yeah. For their little learning centers. Yeah. How many kids do you think you guys are going to have? So our max capacity will be 25. We, because of the toilets, um, we go through the Arizona health department. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. So we are going to install two toilets except Realistically, there are six more right outside of my classroom door. So right. I'm hoping for 25. But right now, the most, the highest number of kindergartners the class has ever seen is 16. It's a small school. So I've had 12 or 13 kids the entire school year. So oh, even awesome. at 25, it would be almost 50 50 preschool and kindergarten. Wow. That is so cool. I know. 12 students. <laughs> There's so much you can do when you have such a small class size. <laughs> God, I know, I know. My own kiddo is um, there. It's twelve students in her preschool classroom, and it makes such a difference. And that's two teachers, two teachers and twelve kids. I will have. um, So my my principal did fight for that, and she we budgeted a um, part time para. And since it's a twenty nine hour or it's a twenty nine hour a week position, but it's only a four day school week. That's almost that's over seven hours a day that I'm going to have somebody else with me. Um, So I am amazing. Yeah. That's going to be so amazing. Um, so let me see. What feedback have you had from your parents or families, the community there? <laughs> a lot. I've had a lot of feedback. It's been really cool. It's been so exciting. Um, I have all these little kids that I can't remember their names yet because I still feel so new to the school telling me, Mrs. Orton, my little brother is going to be in your preschool next year. Oh my Mrs. God. Orton, my little cousin. So, um, the governing board consists of members of the community and the president, the now president, um, he has a little boy who will be in my preschool next year. And in in this church group, all these little boys that are the same age, we're all going to start preschool. And so I'm so excited to already know that I have these five little boys who have already grown up together in Vernon and are going to get to start preschool together. So it had been so supportive. The uh, Vernon's women club invited me to come out to their um, monthly meeting, January 31st. So I'm going to come out and talk to them about what we're doing. And I'm trying to think of ways they can help me. There's just so many, I have so many ideas. I have to, yes, I was going to say, start writing that down because there's so many ways that they can help. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have pages of, of ways to, of different things and how, um, cause and when people say, how can I help you? I want to be able to, you know, give them, this is exactly how you can help me. Um, so the community has been, it's been phenomenal. It really has. And the teachers at my school with all the change, um, 
I initially we were telling the computer lab teacher that he was going to have to move all of his computers and we <laughs> moved the library and everybody was just like, okay, well let us know what day it's going to be. And so it's been so awesome to have everybody unite behind me, especially being brand new to the school. I was you know, going to say, you've been, so, you're so brand new and oh, I, am. I have this idea, everyone. Hi, I'm Tristan. You know, <laughs> I know. Hello, my name is Kristen. I like to do crazy things. Let's open a preschool. <laughs> So our goal is to be done, set up before school gets up for summer. Wow. Yes. We really want to have a summer vacation. So my principal is all for, let's get this done as fast as we can. And um, with weather, that's the good thing about weather, I guess, bad thing, is that depending on the weather, we can do the indoor plumbing and the plumbing is in a separate room. So my kindergartners now get to watch plumbing get put in the classroom through oh. a window in the wall it's the coolest part they're gonna That's just so cool i want to oh get like God. the clipboards out do some oh. sketching observational drawings yeah. oh <laughs> right now they're doing construction anyways we started a um construction unit and i had a little boy build a house and well first he started with um toilet paper tubes and I was like, what are you building? Pipes. Okay, what are your pipes for? My house. And I'm like trying to figure out in my head, I'm thinking a full-size wall pipe. But no, he built a house out of um, small pieces of cardboard. And then he built a little tiny building for the septic tank <laughs> and attached the pipe. I mean, I was like, you're in kindergarten and you just did that. It was it was so cool. That's that's really neat. Yeah. That's so, so neat. Um I I wanted to ask also, so you're hoping to be done at the end of this this semester. Do you have any idea as far as a, an actual curriculum or anything that you're going to use? Yes. So um, I have a colleague that works at the Sholo Developmental Preschool, and she is phenomenal and amazing. And so I, I re- you reach out to people you know and people you trust. Yeah. And what do you do? And, and I, through my master's degree, I had um, lots of hours in her classroom and talking to her aides. And what do you do? And I really like it, and it works. So I started researching teaching strategies gold. And being um, from my previous charter school, I've never, I know what it means. I know the term. And that's about all the experience I have. So I met with a um, consultant and he sent me creative curriculum. Yep. Creative curriculum is like Dr. Judy Helms. Yes. It's so I opened the book. I haven't even looked at it. All I did was look at the book. (laughs) Yes, it was Christopher. Yeah. Yeah. We've had him on the podcast. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It was amazing. So I opened the book and I was like, I know this, I can do this. And so I don't have to redo anything. This is how I already teach anyways. So it's just going to give me the, the structure I need to do it the way I'm already doing it. So we'll do gold. So it'll be a preschool gold, kindergarten gold, and we're only going to use the kindergarten curriculum because he said it's really easy to to adapt it down to the preschool. And then um, when I have those high kindergartners, it won't be so challenging. So they're getting me the whole, everything I need. Wow. Wow. I mean, I don't like to push curriculums. And I've said this before, when I did have Christopher Lawrence from, um, teaching strategies, but that is a curriculum that I recommend, and mo- many of my colleagues, I, I'm used to it. It's not a box. I mean, it's not a box curriculum, as in you're you're held to certain uh, thematic type of units. It's just a nice guide, and it's and it's really. Um, I thought it was very lovely 
because you can do that project-based learning and inquiry-based uh, with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very flexible. And then that actual curriculum is um, that vendors approved through the state. So that aligns with the kindergarten developmental inventory and all of that stuff with the department. Exactly. Of so yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I, I am. I am super. When he started describing what it was and I got really silent, he's like, sorry, do you have any questions? I'm like, no, everything you're saying is already what I do. So this is just fantastic. It's going to be a perfect fit for me. Um, so it was, it was really empowering yeah. and crazy because my principal let me go and find it and contact it and order it and decide what I want. And it's been so exciting to be trusted this much by when you're in such a new position. I mean, I, I want to give some tips for that other, that teacher that is in the similar situation, you know, what advice would you give them if they're in that similar situation and they have this inspiring idea? Where, where would they start? So I think justifying what your idea is and how it's going to be beneficial to them now to the next class that comes up and how they're going to grow with it later. Um, how is this going to impact the school? Um, one of the other things is involving, I, I think it's really important to involve the upper grades if it's a possibility um, in a small town. This is something we want to do is keep those eighth graders involved so we can empower them to be future leaders. And so if you can justify how you're going to meet the standards, um, the benefits socially and emotionally and academically and really, really let your passion shine. Um, I, I think, you know, administrators hear us a lot better. I mean, aside from having to present this at the governing board, was there any other pushback or anything that you had? Um, the first governing board meeting was, so I've never apparently been to a governing board meeting. I'm on a governing board. And whenever I go to my governing board meetings, there's always cookies and um, food. And it's really laid back. So I've never been to a school governing board meeting. And man, it was really official. Nameplates and a tape recorder. And um, I was totally fine. And as soon as my turn to present, my heartbeat skyrocketed. I was mm. so nervous. It was really funny. And um, the... The questions were really hard. I mean, they really, I, I had the answers, thankfully, because we I've really gone over it with my superintendent. And I was, I would say, intimidated. But um, at the second governing board meeting, the president called me out. I was waiting for the answer. Are you approving it or not approving it? Because I kept going back and forth and back and forth. And he's like, I see you back there just dancing behind the podium. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm a kindergarten teacher. I can't handle waiting this long. <laughs> so the pushback was more... I think them making sure that I really was in this 100 percent because this yeah. is a really big deal to invest this much. They want to make sure that I'm not going to flake out. I was going to say their, investing of your time. I mean, yeah. it is, yeah. So they want to make sure that they are investing in something that's going to last for for quite a while. Oh my gosh! And I just think that the community is going to see that when the school district decided this in this area. That's an investment in in them, and well. that's what I. That's how I approach the governing board. Was that we are trying to invest. We want to invest in in us. This is what it's all about: is making sure that these kids are prepared for kindergarten, not academically, but you know that they can wash their hands by themselves and they can sit in a chair for a couple of minutes and that they can 
yell at their friend instead of biting them, if that's what it takes. We <laughs> want to build those skills um, before they get to kindergarten because the stress, the stress of a first grader, at least, there's so many demands that are placed on these little kids um, that if we can get those self-control and their coping skills, um, it, I think it'll just change so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's that teachers. kindergarten readiness and and more, I want to say, life readiness. Yeah, and it is. Part of the academic readiness is these, these type of experiences that with the foundation, social and emotional development. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let me, let me transition you out here. Um, what are some tips for parents then? So for, for what, have you put out some communication or anything? Um, for those parents that are hoping to enroll their child in preschool, how they can get them ready until enrollment time, what to, what to start, you know, practicing. I'm just thinking about routines. Yeah. So I have a, uh, our first grade teacher, Ashley has a little boy that'll be in kindergarten or in preschool next year. And I'm so excited because as a mommy, having your, your baby there at school just means the world. So I can't wait to do that for her. So she keeps asking me, okay, what do I do? What do you need to have happen? What should he, where should he know? Well, he doesn't need to know a lot. I can teach him a whole lot. He's, he's like a little sponge. He needs to be able to use the bathroom by himself. Um, that is such a big deal when you have kids that, cause it's so much time teaching mm -hmm. them how to use the bathroom the right way. Um, I still have little boys that are peeing in the floor drain yep. in my classroom and it is, it just, I mean, it cracks me up because it makes <laughs> sense. There's a hole in the floor. We're not peeing it, but teaching them how to use the bathroom, <laughs> how to blow their nose, how to wash their hands. Those little tiny things save so much time. Um, I know one thing we're really working on is how to wait your turn. Wow. That's a big, big deal is, you know, understanding that if I'm talking to Billy and you want my attention, you might just have to stand there for a second and that's okay. So teaching those kind of skills that, you know, I hear you, but give me a second instead of a, the automatic um, <laughs> squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, and I'm, I'm just thinking about, um, all of those items that you ran off. And I know for my own preschool, we're still working on <laughs> several of those. Yeah. <laughs> an ongoing yeah. process. It's an ongoing it, process. Oh, it's such, in our school, we are so blessed that we have a school counselor. Oh, good. Like how exciting. So our school counselor comes into kindergarten right now every Thursday morning for 30 minutes and does a social emotional class. Oh, ah, it's so exciting. Yeah. So she comes in and she talked like when we had Halloween, the Thursday after Halloween, she came in and talked to us about being afraid. Mm -hmm. And is it a big feeling or is it a little feeling? And what can you do and who can you talk to? And it is, I've learned so much watching her teach my group of kids. And so we've come to an agreement that next year she's going to leave me with what she teaches. Cause you know how it is when you're a teacher, you forget, yeah. Yeah. you know, you forget to reinforce it sometimes those little tiny things. So she's going to leave me what she teaches so that for the next five days or three days that I teach, I can reinforce those skills every single day, those social emotional skills that are very specific to being a, um, you know, a student counselor. So I'm so I'm, oh, she's talked about like teaching them how to do the turtle. 
where you smell the flowers and you blow out the candles, you tuck yourself in really, really tight when you have those big feelings. It's so much fun to watch my kids who have really big feelings use those skills all on their own. I'm doing the turtle. You need to leave me alone right now. <laughs> I love okay. it. It's so great. Yeah, I love it. Um, how can we get in touch with you? I know I'm going to put the information in the show notes, but for our listeners, a parent or a teacher that's listening to this and they want some more information or perhaps some tips from you, how do they contact you? So, um, I'm new to blogging, but I think that would probably be the best bet. Okay. That way I can kind of streamline a bunch of information at once. Yep. Um, so it's White Mountain Preschool Adventures. And then it's at edublogs.org or White Mountain Preschool Adventures.edublogs.org. And I can send you that too, so you have it right yes. now. And I'll put that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much. I I am so excited about this new venture you guys are taking on. And as always, let us know. Let me know if there's anything that uh, we can save, I can save. Because um, I know you travel. You had to drive down to Gilbert. To I did drive to Gilbert. Supplies. And um, if, when you do your donors choose um, wish list, let me know. And I'll post that out. Because okay. there's more important than supporting these communities. I think it's so exciting. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Thanks for coming on. Thank you.